the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. opportunity have shown to each and every one of us that God is true to what he says. He was a friend when I didn't have no friends. He was somebody I could depend on. He was a healer to me when the doctors gave up on me. Lord have mercy. And so dear ones, as I said, the Lord tells us these things and he shows us these things. Now it is during this Time that the Spirit of God is opening a person's eyes for them to truly begin to see who God the Father is and who God the Son is, that He will also begin to open their ability to see and comprehend and understand the truth that is contained in God's Word. Hold your finger here in John 14. Let's move down a few verses and notice what we're told in verses 25 and 26. Jesus goes on to say, he says, these things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So Jesus goes on to say, he says, he says, the comforter that I'm about to send to you, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you things. And he will bring things to your remembrance. He will remind you of things that I have spoken unto you. Now jump over to John 16. Notice what we're told in verses 12 to 15. Jesus says there, he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that he shall speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. And so, dear ones, here we are told that one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to help us to better understand who God the Father is and who God the Son is. 
One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to assist us in this self-revelation that God gives to us in his word. There's been more than a few times. In fact, in fact, even with this message, I said, "Okay, Lord, I understand what the Bible is. I understand what the Bible is. I've read it once or twice, so I kind of know a little bit about it. But how do I make it clear to everybody else? How, how do I take this and make it clear to everybody else? And the scripture I was initially going to use as the basis of this, the spirit of God said, no, don't use that because you're going to confuse folk. <laughs> you're just going to confuse folk. You understand it, but you're going to confuse everybody else. So let's go here. And he took me here. And I didn't even think about this. He took me here and he said, this is where you go. And so dear ones, there have been more than a few times where you don't understand what the Lord is saying. And many of us have had to say, okay, Lord, Speak to me by your spirit. Help me to understand what it is you're saying. And he has opened your eyes, open your mind, open your heart to see. So, okay, well, there it is. That's the answer that I need. That's the direction that I need. That's the information that I need. Now, dear ones, I want to go back. I want to go back to the definition that we are using for the Bible. Because we are saying that it is God's self-revelation that he has given to us. And so, dear ones, that is, it is God revealing himself to us so that we can then begin to grasp who he really is. And so it is not us finally figuring out who God is. It is not us finally figuring out who God is. It is God coming to us in the person of the Holy Spirit and opening for us our eyes, our hearts, our mind, our understanding, and our will. Notice what I just said. Our hearts, our minds, our eyes, our understanding, and our will so that we can fully begin to grasp who God really is. And I say, I put the will in there, dear ones, because many of us know of individuals who know what the Bible says, but you don't accept what the Bible says. You know what the Bible says. You try to quote scriptures to them and they they finish your, your sentence off before you even get done. They know what the Bible says, but they don't accept what the Bible says. That, dear ones, is not a question. That, dear ones, is not a question of their understanding. That is a question of their will. You know what the Bible says. You just don't want to accept what the Bible says. And so, dear ones, what the Spirit of God will begin to do is he will come to a person and begin to open up, as I said, their heart, their mind, their eyes, their understanding, and their will. He will help them to become willing to accept what God says in his word. They may have started off in a position where they were hardened and they were disapproving and disbelieving and unwilling to accept what God says in his word. But when the Holy Ghost begins to deal with a person's heart, when he begins to deal with a person's mind, when he begins to deal with their will, he will begin to soften up all those hardened places. He'll begin to deal. He'll begin to take off some of the edge that they have on their will. He'll begin to soften those things and make them more compliant, make them more agreeable make them more accepting of what God says in his word dear ones you have a perfect example of that with the apostle Paul before Paul came to know Jesus on the Damascus road Paul was the one taking Christians to jail Paul was the one taking Christians to their execution Paul was the one collecting the coats for those that were getting ready to stone Stephen but after God got done dealing with him on the Damascus road after the Lord dealt with him and spoke to him now 
now it is Paul that is going out and telling everybody else Jesus is Lord. It is Paul taking the beatings for those representing Jesus Christ. It is Paul being the one standing in defense of the gospel. That is the difference that the Holy Ghost will make in a person's life. That is the change he can make. And so, dear ones, as I said, when he begins to deal with a person, he will deal with their will. He'll help them to become more accepting of what God says in his word. And what you will begin to find is as God begins to reveal himself to you, as he is spoken about and depicted in his word, what you will begin to find is God will begin to speak to you about certain aspects of his person. And so one thing he'll begin to reveal to you is he'll he'll begin to reveal to you by the spirit of God. He will begin to reveal to you who God is in his person. Who God is in his person. That is basically the Holy Ghost will begin, will help you to begin to understand who God really is. That he is God almighty. That he is God omnipotent. That he is God all knowing. That he is God sovereign in all things. That he is the one who has no beginning and he has no ending. That he is God, the one who has no equal No rival, no one before him, no one beside him, no one other than him, and no one after him. And dear ones, I I, I hate to bust some of y'all's bubbles, but I gotta go there. Sharon, I gotta go there. I I I, this is this let 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 me let me step off the podium here. Let me get on my soapbox a second. I hope they can see me on Facebook. Let me get on my soapbox for a second. I can't stand it when folk refer to God as the big guy upstairs. The big guy upstairs. That gets on my nerves. <laughs> it takes the Holy Ghost to kind of restrain me and just hold me in. Don't say nothing, Michael. Just, I, just, just, just show some grace. Show some kindness. Because that gets on my nerves. God is not the big guy upstairs. He's God omnipotent. He's God all wise. He's God sovereign in being. Sovereign in power. Sovereign in authority. Lord have mercy. Hold your finger here in John. Let's all turn real quickly to Isaiah. Isaiah the 45th chapter. Let me show you what the Lord says about himself in Isaiah the 45th chapter. Just one verse of scripture. Isaiah 45. We're going to start read at verses 5 and 6. Notice what the Lord says there. He says, I am the Lord and there is none else. (laughs) You can't get any clearer than that. Isaiah 45, verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded you, though you have not known me, that you may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. That's pretty clear. That's, That's crystal right there. Philip says, I am the Lord. I am, and beside me, there is no other God. You can create all the other gods you want. They ain't real. I am the Lord. So as I said, as the Spirit of God begins to open your eyes and open your understanding, He will begin to help you understand through His Word, through God's Word, who He is in His person. But then He will also begin to help you to understand who God is in His personality. He will begin to help you understand who God is in his personality. That is, the Holy Spirit will begin to help you to see how God is. 
not just who God is, but how God is. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. So as I said, as the Spirit of God begins to open your eyes and open your understanding, He will begin to help you understand through His Word, through God's Word, who He is in His person. But then He will also begin to help you to understand who God is in His personality. He will begin to help you understand who God is in His personality. That is, the Holy Spirit will begin to help you to see how God is. Not just who God is, but how God is. As he is described for us in his word that will help us to begin to see things like God, how God is in his personality in the sense that he is good, he is kind, he is faithful, he is merciful, he is just, he is righteous, he is holy, he is forgiving, and he is glorious. All these things the Spirit of God will begin to show you through His Word. God says, I'll show you who I am. I'll show you how I am. I'll show you my personality. I'll show you I'm kind. I'll show you I'm good. I'll show you I'm forgiving. I'll show you I'm just. Now let's, let's turn to Exodus. Exodus, the 34th chapter. Exodus 34. Just a couple verses of Scripture. Because I want for us to see... How the Lord describes himself. I want for us to see because out of all the various ways that God could have described himself, he could have come to Moses at this particular time and said, I am God almighty or I am God sovereign in authority. I am God all powerful and almighty. I am God sovereign in all authority. I am God omniscient in all wisdom. I am God who knows everything. Notice how God chooses to describe himself to Moses when he reveals himself to Moses. Exodus 34, starting at verse 5. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. So the Lord is proclaiming his own name to Moses. He is telling Moses, Moses, this is who I am and this is how I am. 
Verse 6, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for th- keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and will that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children unto the third and the fourth generation. Now, dear ones, I don't want for us to get stuck on the last part because the last part talks about how God will visit iniquity and sin. Upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. So, so the Lord says, I, I will not overlook sin. I am just. I am righteous. I cannot overlook sin. But notice something. There was notice something from the text. Notice that God puts a limit on the issues when it comes to sin. I'll deal with it to the third and fourth generation. But when it comes to his willingness to forgive, he says, he says, he says the, Lord, the Lord God Merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for thousands. Notice he puts no limit on how merciful he'll be. He says, when it comes to my mercy, there's no limit on it. When it comes to the issue of sin, I'll, I'll, I'll tolerate it for a while. But when it comes to showing mercy, I'll show mercy to anybody that wants it. Anybody that just asks for it, I'll give it to you. And so the Lord describes himself for us and reveals to us who he is in his personality. But a third thing that we'll begin to see in this self-revelation that God begins to give us through the Holy Spirit is we will begin to understand who God is in his position. That is, the Spirit of God will begin to help us to see what God is. So now we have who God is, how God is, and now with his position, what God is. The Holy Spirit will begin to show us in through the Word of God, through the Bible, the Spirit of God will begin to show us that God is our keeper, our creator, our shepherd, our sustainer, our father, our provider, our friend, our protector, our judge, our king, our maker, and our healer. All these things. The Spirit of God will say, I'll show you who God is. I'll show you what God is in his position. He is your shepherd. He is your keeper. He is your provider. He is your sustainer. He is your protector. Now, dear ones, turn with me in your Bibles. We'll, we'll, well, let's just go Genesis 1.1. Let's just go there first. Genesis 1.1. One, one. one verse of scripture. Then we're going to look at Psalm 95. But Genesis, the first chapter, first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's it. <laughs> you don't have to wonder anymore who did it. You don't have to any, wonder anymore how it came to pass. God created the heavens and the earth. It wasn't a big bang. There was no explosion. It didn't happen that way. We weren't monkeys climbing out of some, you know, you know, you know, glue or goo or anything else. No, no, it wasn't none of that stuff. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now jump over to Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Again, dear ones, we're just looking at God's word. We're just allowing God's word to speak to us and tell us who he is, how he is, and now what he is. Psalm 95. Looking at verses 6 and 7, notice what we're told there. It says, 
The psalmist says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. He is our shepherd. And so, dear ones, again, we're we're told who God is, how God is. Now, in his position, we are told what God is. And then the fourth and fifth things we're told in the word of God, the spirit of God, as God reveals himself to us and the spirit of God helps us in that self-revelation, we'll begin to see who God is in his plans and in his purposes. Now, with the plans of God, this describes for us what it is that the Lord is trying to do. The plans of God describe for us what it is that the Lord is trying to do. And with the purposes of God, that describes for us why it is that the Lord is trying to do all these things. So the plans of God describe for us what God's trying to do. The purposes of God describe for us why he's trying to do it. And dear ones, what the Holy Spirit will begin to do for us is he will begin to open up our ability, our ability to be able to see and understand a measure of these things as they are revealed to us in the word of God. Um, hold your finger here in Romans and let's all turn real quickly to Romans, the eighth chapter. We dealt with this scripture in Sunday school. That's why I was kind of sitting in the back quiet. I didn't want to get too much into it because we, we dealt with this scripture in Sunday school. Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 28. Notice what Paul says there. He says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. And whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. Now, dear ones, this helps us to understand both the plan and the purpose of God. We know that all things work together for good for those that love God, to those who are the called according to his purposes. God has a purpose in everything that he does. God doesn't randomly do anything. There is always a plan and a purpose behind everything that he does. Now, dear ones, I, I, I said that the Holy Spirit will begin to open up our ability to see and understand a measure of these things. I use the, the word the phrase, I should say, a measure of these things. I use that intentionally because, dear ones, we need to be careful not to begin to see the word of God as being like some type of cookbook or some type of playbook that outlines for us every step of the thing that the Lord is going to take. We want to be careful because a lot of t- sometimes we'll get, we'll get very wooden in our understanding of what the Bible is. We'll get very wooden, very, very strict, very stern. And so we begin to see God's word more like a cookbook or a playbook. You know, they just had the NFL draft. They just had the NFL draft, you know, the football draft. And, and, and for those of you that like cooking channels, you know, they have these cooking channels they, and they have cookbooks that they sell. Now, in a cookbook or in a playbook, They give you every step you're supposed to take. There's not a lot of deviation that you can have. With a playbook, the the tackle pulls right. Don't pull left because now you're messing stuff up. Now you're going to get yelled at and put on the bench. No, pull right. The guard pulls this way. The, The wide receiver runs this kind of route. 
because that's what the quarterback is looking. He's looking at the end of that route because that's where he's going to throw the ball because that's where you're supposed to be to catch the ball. With a cookbook, every step is laid out. Add water. Chop these vegetables. Chop them like this. Don't put them in just whole because it ain't going to work out. You got to chop them. And then put the meat in at this temperature and cook it for this period of time. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Both playbooks and cookbooks give you step-by-step instruction of what is supposed to happen and what is going to happen next. The Bible is not like that. The Oh my. The Bible does not give you step-by-step instruction concerning what God is going to do in any particular situation. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.